1: Howdy, howdy, howdy once again, my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio on this beautiful first day of the year. Oh, my gosh. You know, I certainly hope, my friends, we have a much better year than this past year. Oh, good night. So, uh, welcome to our show on this January 2nd of the year 2021. 2021. I, I'm sorry. I, you know, when I was when I was six years old, I never thought I would ever reach to see the year 2021. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I just didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> and here we are. I, I, incredible. Uh, it's a brand new year, my friends. We're gonna make some uh, New Year's resolutions. Uh, I'm going to try to do all sorts of new things, growth, personal growth, spiritual growth, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And more than anything else, uh, fight for our freedom and liberty, my friends. That's what I'm going to do. All right, so who's on our show today? Let me give you a rundown of our show. Uh, First of all... Uh, my good friend Silvio Canto is going to be on in a little bit, and Silvio and I uh, are going to be chatting about um, what happened, uh, give a brief synopsis of what happened, the big issues the, and, the, and the bad issues that happened this past uh, year uh, in 2020, and um, you know, just uh, give a recap of what's been happening, as well as chat a little bit about what um, you know, our hopes and fears are for the coming year. Um, then we've got um, a, a new uh, visitor, but uh, another good friend of mine from here in San Antonio, uh, Mr. Kevin Schrader. And Kevin has uh, been very, very active in the Trump trains and in the Trump uh, rallies here in San Antonio, uh, in uh, keeping the, um, the grassroots revolt alive, uh, very much a populist young man. Uh, I am uh, I've become very very close friends with him I have extreme respect for the young man Uh, of course everybody's young compared to me I mean you know if you're 40 years old you're you're young (laughs) so um, at any rate uh, Kevin Kevin is going to be chatting with us uh, about this whole issue of the stolen election one of the things that he and I have seen consistently uh, particularly here in San Antonio because this is where we deal directly with the media uh, I have been interviewed by uh, by CNN and by Univision and Telemundo, uh, and uh, consistently these reporters ask me, where is the evidence for the allegation of voter fraud? And even though we explain to them what we see, they refuse to accept that. Well, uh, Kevin is very, very involved in the Georgia election, as well as other elections, um, in, in observing... In monitoring, and uh, he's going to be chatting with us about what he sees, what has he seen, and what has been reported uh, in uh, in social media that the that the that the uh, news media refuses to accept. Consistently, we see uh, emails or videos on YouTube uh, of folks who have recorded some uh, some. Uh, some happening that is absolutely, uh, you know, it it, it appears to be fraud. It appears to be wrong. And uh, the news media refuses to uh, follow up on it or refuses to even acknowledge it. So uh, Kevin and I are going to be chatting about that because this issue of voter fraud, my friend, of the stolen election, it's real. It is real. It is absolutely real. And, uh, you know, we're going to have uh, Bob uh, Unanwe, who is the uh, president of Goya Foods, uh, he's going to be our final guest. But even Bob, Bob has said that this is a, a a fraudulent, stolen election. Now, this is a man who is, you know, we must have a lot of respect for, uh, who has a, a business that uh, is extremely successful, even in the face of this pandemic, of the shutdown and everything else. Bob has been very, very successful. But Bob is very, very honest in his observation. Bob is honest in his observation. He sees a problem. He sees that there are issues that are not being addressed by the, by, by the media. And it's a two-count it, two problem that we've got, my friends. A two-count problem. First of all is obviously the uh, issue of fraud, of how uh, these ballots for Biden mysteriously appear and how the ones for, for, for Trump disappear you know, how it is that uh, there are more ballots than voters cast for Biden, and nobody addresses that. How it is that boxes of of ballots suddenly appear, and the media does not address it. The issue is twofold, my friends. The issue is the fraud, and the issue is the media being complicit, the media not addressing it. And this is an issue that we're going to have to deal with, because when we get into social media, when you try to report these things on social media, sometimes social media shuts you down. Twitter has done that. Consistently, Facebook will, will uh, post that this is fake news or this is uh, not true or that it hasn't been verified. Consistently, they, would do, they will do that. Uh, it, it is, my friends, an, an, a real effort by the mainstream media to, to, to shut us down to uh, uh, portray us as uh, folks who are uh, wearing tinfoil hats. And uh, I guarantee folks like Silvio Canto, folks like Kevin Schrader, and certainly Babu Nanue are not folks who are conspiracy theorists who are wearing tinfoil hats. They, they are just making obvious observations. The sun rises in the east, and you say that the sun rises in the east, and then suddenly the leftists, the social media giants, the Democrats, the liberal media, they contest it. They say, well, are you sure? Uh, you know, I, we're not, you know, I mean, we're not that sure, even though you're watching the sunrise in the east. This is the outrageousness of this whole situation. So anyway, those are our guests, and that's uh, you know what we're going to be chatting about. Let me give you also some quick rundowns because we're going to have we've got a new sponsor, my friends. We've got a new sponsor uh, for us uh, this year, and I'm really really excited about it. Uh, it is uh, BorderHawk.News, and that is a uh, it is a, uh, uh, a, a, a a a news site. It's a website, a media news site. And uh, if you want to know anything about uh, immigration, borders, uh, border security, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, globalism, borderhawk.news, my friends, is the place to go. So I really, really encourage you to support our new new, uh, uh, guests, or or should I say, our new sponsors. Uh, I'm really excited to have them. Um, Let me tell you, there's a couple of events coming up that I want to invite you to. Um, I'm going to be doing, uh, I'm going to get back on the road and be doing uh, personal appearances and and events again. So, um, first one is coming up next week on uh, the 9th, on Saturday the 9th, uh, in Austin. It's a rally to uh, hold the feet of the state legislators to the fire. These uh, state legislators that we're going to, uh, that are going to be convening soon, uh, my friends, we have got to make sure that they defend and protect our constitutional rights. It is we are citizens of the state, according to the Constitution, and the state is supposed to protect us. And if we get, heaven forbid, knock on wood, if we get Biden-Harris in the White House, my friends, and if we even lose the Georgia Senate races, we are going to be in real trouble because we're going to have a Democrat in the, in the White House, we're going to have Democrat dominated uh, Senate and House, and heaven knows what these people are capable of doing. So in that aspect of it, the state, the state of Texas, the rest of the states must defend the constitutional rights of the citizens. And so therefore, we're going to, there's going to be this rally in Austin uh, to uh, remind uh, and demand that the state representatives do just that, that they, uh, they defend our Second Amendment rights, that they keep our freedom of speech rights, uh, that they protect our history in education and as well as the monuments, that they do lots of things that need to happen, my friends. Uh, also on uh, the 19th of, of uh, January, I will be uh, in Houston to speak to the uh, Texas um, uh, Federation on Immigration Reform and Enforcement, T-Fire we call them, and that's going to be uh, on the 19th at, uh, at 6 o'clock at the Tracy G Center in Houston. Uh hope that you can get out there. Once again, my friends, let me remind everyone to go to uh, Amazon.com and buy my book El Conservador Conservative Opinions. Uh, that helps me to uh, stay afloat, to keep uh, our, uh, our our fight for freedom and liberty uh, going. Uh, you can also find me, of course, on El Conservador on Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, uh as well as the KALUP 9:30 a.m. website and, and Blog Talk Radio. So, my friends, welcome to the show. Welcome to the new year. Uh, Stay tuned. Our first guest, Bob Inanue, is is going to be up in a few moments. Thank you for joining us. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador, looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism. Go to borderhawk.news. Borderhawk.news has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. Borderhawk.news has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to borderhawk.news. Howdy, howdy, howdy! Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP nine thirty a.m. radio, the answer in San Antonio, and we've got a very special guest with us today, my friends. We've got uh, Mr. Robert Bob Unanue, who is the president of uh, Goya Foods, and of course, as most of you know, Goya Foods is the largest. private uh, business corporation, uh, Hispanic-owned business corporation, uh, in the country. And uh, we also know uh, Mr. Unamowe because uh, he was called out by our local congressman, <laughs> uh, Joaquin Castro, for being complimentary to, uh, to the president earlier this year, uh, as well as uh, AOC. And I'm not sure, we haven't heard from her lately. Uh, As far as her not uh, liking us to call her AOC, among other things. But uh, she also uh, criticized uh, Bob uh, for his uh, compliments about uh, the president. So uh, we definitely uh, feel very, very honored to have him on our show. And uh, welcome to the show, Bob. Uh, Let me begin by asking you, since you are a businessman and a Latino or Hispanic or whatever they're calling us lately... (laughs) <laughs> uh, since you are one of us and uh how do you, how have you seen this year 2020 now, now that we're closing it out what uh what have you seen what uh impact has it had on you uh as a businessman as an individual uh as well as a hispanic what uh what have you seen with this with this year my friend?
2: well george it's an honor to speak with you and, and get to know you and uh you know i'm your neighbor and and uh
1: Houston. Oh, yes, uh, that's right.
2: To fellow and, Texan. Uh, yes.
1: and We have a factory
2: there that we've built along the I-10 corridor. Yes. It runs from Jacksonville to uh, L.A. And and it, there's all these businesses coming to Texas. Uh, you, you know, uh, there's a thousand people a day coming to Texas, and we're seeing the exodus of people, you know, out of the socialist states of America and, and heading to the capitalist States of America and places like the Northeast going to Florida, uh, California going to Texas. So they, they say, you know, don't California, my Texas. But uh, then you're also seeing people like uh, uh, Christy Lynn Nome, who I met, a wonderful woman, uh, Governor of South Dakota, people heading there. There's seven or eight states in the United States with zero state income tax. And so we're attracting uh those people to come to states where we're open for work, open for business, and we're free. We're free to, to we're not uh, being told, you know, what we're gonna have for lunch, what we're gonna have for dinner, what we're, you know, uh, which way we're gonna face when we work, or how how long our paces are.
3: Uh. And
2: this, but this has been a, a, a year that is unprecedented, extraordinary. We, we have facilities around the globe, and around the globe they shut down. Our biggest thing this year, We've had a banner year. Incredible. But why? Because our people have been courageous. They, they want to work. They want to get up in the morning. They, they believe in God. They be, believe in family and work. And we need a purpose to get up in the morning. So this year, with incredible courage, our people, who I'm so very proud of, and we just closed out our year uh, with gatherings, you know, safe safe gatherings. we work safe. And I, I just thanked all of our, what we call our like Gran Familia Goya, the great Goya family, for their courage in staying open. Because if we had closed, our business would be gone. And I tell you, if the United States had closed, we'd all be dead. We're worried about coronavirus, which has been epidemic, pandemics around the globe in our history. And people have died. But we can't give up. Can't just shut down and go into a bunker. But this year has been bad a year for us. And it's been so good that we've done a couple things. One, we've raised the salaries of our people because, you know, the government is paying you $14 to stay home. So, you know, we've gone up about 70% actually on, on some of our salaries, especially in the, work ha- in, the, in the warehouses, loading trucks, manufacturing, and things like that because you can't do that virtually. It's fine if you're at work for Apple and you can stay at home and then all that. But if the economy shuts down, we're all dead. And, and you know, if if nobody's working, we're all dead. And unfortunately, you know, the people doing a lot of that work, we're, we're Latinos. We're, we're nurses. We're uh, manufacturing. We're, we're first responders. We're people in, in, in uh, the distribution business. You know, people like us, and I applaud all those, those incredibly courageous people. You know, nurses are exposed 100% of the time and teachers with their sometimes there's strong unions yeah, don't 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 educate our kids. Why don't we just throw our hands up and and uh say forget about everything. But well, we've had a banner year. We we're, we're we're blessed. We thank God for our blessings. And that's what I did at the White House. I thank God for our president who wants us all to work. He would b- bring back jobs to the United States so we have work. Yeah. And that's why we're blessed. Let me, We've let me all those jobs overseas.
1: Yeah, let me ask you this question because you've raised it you know with 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 regards to your uh, uh, your visit to the White House. Um, we have a culture now, uh, particularly you know among minority groups, and we saw it with the Hispanic liberal leftists that came after you when you complimented the president, who want to shut us down. Now we have uh, um, who want uh, uh, we have jo- Joaquin Castro, the congressman here in San Antonio. Uh, who went after you and who has uh, uh, claimed that, uh, you know, he also went after uh, here some local Trump supporters and donors here in San Antonio. Uh, what What is your opinion of these uh, folks who, who claim that they are pro-Hispanic yet attack Hispanics who have a different uh, point of view from them?
2: Well, th- that's an interesting point, George, because, for example, uh, when I got attacked, the president called me and was very concerned that just by using the word blessed, which is from heaven, I think the Holy Spirit put that word on my lips, that we were attacked viciously by AOC, by uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda from Hamilton fame, all these elitists, uh, by uh, Castro, and and a a bunch of other people. Luckily, they weren't Goya consumers because we we serve the masses. Our food goes to uh, doesn't go to people who are dining on pate and, and lobster every day. So, But they, they are Congress people. For example, AOC is a congresswoman who makes a couple several hundred thousand dollars a year and a Latina, and she's allowed to try and, and bring down a company that, by the way, is working where no one else is working, that we gave back four million pounds. I announced two million pounds at the White House on July 9th and now it's four million pounds, to Guatemala, El Salvador, uh, Honduras, Mexico, Venezuela, and the United States. And these people who are, are politicians, it's okay to shut down a company, but oh, hold on a minute. Ivanka Trump holds up a can of black beans, or the president uh, says, I love Goya, and puts his um, products on, on, on his desk. And that's a crime. It's a crime to support a company, as a as, and Ivanka is a, a public official. Okay, you can't support a company. I, I can understand that, but don't be hypocritical and say, I'm AOC, I'm a congresswoman from New York, and I want to shut your company down. So it's okay to shut the company down, but it's not okay to support it? I don't know where that logic comes from.
1: Uh, well, you know, that's the, that seems to be the problem with, with them in general, is uh, where does their logic come from? Uh, you know, again, let me ask you, because your grandparents came from Spain uh, as uh, as immigrants. And, uh, you know, what has the American dream been for you? Because we hear a lot of the leftists uh, always talk about how the immigration, the immigrant green dream, the American dream for immigrants is no longer re- reality. What has it been for you and your family?
2: You know, my, gra- my, my grandfather left... Uh uh, Burgo, Spain. He, the Unanue is a Basque name. For, uh, and My grandmother was already living in Puerto Rico, but at 18 years old, uh, my grandfather joined many other people from, this is in 1904. He was born in 1886. He's 18 years old, and he's going on a steamship to parts unknown. Because why? Because the economy, there wasn't the opportunity to to, to live a life and, and to prosper, so where does he go? He goes to Puerto Rico, and then he goes to the United States through Ellis Island. He becomes a, a citizen, and he opens up the business in 1936. He's almost 50 years old, but he came to this country with his not with his hand out, giving. There was no entitlements, you know. Even uh, John F. Kennedy, who would be a staunch Republican today, because he said. If not what your country can do for you, what you can do for your country. People came to this country for the opportunity, not, not entitled to nothing. we all this nonsense about entitlement. We're, entitlement, we're entitled to a fair shake. We're entitled to the opportunity to prosper and to educate ourselves and all. that. nowadays we're born say, hold on, you don't have to do anything. AOC says, don't go to work, stay home and get paid. By who? <laughs> you know, I mean, works until you run out of other people's money to spend, you know, and I'm kind of tired of work. I've worked since I was 10 years old. I worked on a production line, you know, on a, on a Christmas break in 1964, I was 10 years old and I worked a 40 hour week packing olives. And I've worked ever since, but I only work a half a day, but now more, but a day has 24 hours. I work 12 hours a day. I only know how to work. I really don't know how to relax. But, you know, nowadays we're taught, no, you don't have to go to work. You don't even have to get up in the morning. Just stay in bed all day. And what's that doing? It's sickening. It's, it's making our people, we're, we're, they're stealing our spirit. All these people in their, in, in their ivory towers these, with these socialist ideas, they're saying, don't work, don't get up, forget about God, you have no reason even to exist. Just stand back and we'll send you a check. <laughs> to you. We'll send you a, a stimulus check. Incredible. Stimulus for what? What, do you do? what are you stimulating <laughs> with a, a $600 check or a or $1,200 check a $2,000 check? Uh, <laughs> Nothing. We need to work. You've got to have a purpose.
1: Yeah. Let me, let me we need to, to close up right now, and I wish we didn't, but let me, let me ask you a, a final thought, uh, Bob. As you see the close of this year and the coming of the next year, what are your hopes and fears of this of 2021?
2: My fear is that we're heading for this long, dark winter, as they say. If the president isn't reelected and they're going to have a vote on uh, January 6th, I hope the vice president, Pence, has the nerve to stand up for the president because this, this, this election was was stolen. I received two ballots. I received a New Jersey ballot. I received it. I know people who received five ballots. The, you know, you're entitled to vote once, not five times. And this whole thing, the way they stopped the counting and all this other stuff, is stolen. They had what appeared to be a missile attack on the AT&T uh, 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 transfer station, uh, called the Spice uh Center in Nashville,
1: right? That's was,
2: right. That's, a strategic, that's not Antifo. This is. There's a lot of work behind the scenes that scares me very much, concerns me very much, and and we're being, I think, played. We're 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 like sheep uh, going to slaughter. But we're going to stay strong, uh, work, and believe in God, and keep our faith in God, of the Almighty. And that's one thing this president has done. He said his cure, which was seven days, was from God, was God sent. He stood up for life and the marched to life. Uh, this is a man with courage who's a businessman, and that's why people don't like him, because he believes in God, and he believes in work, and he believes in a purpose in his life. And that's why the, left, the far left cannot stand him.
1: You got it. That's exactly right. Bob, thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us uh today I, I really would like to get you back on our show again we really we we try to promote to folks you know that uh we try to tell them that uh that uh dictator dictators hate economically independent people because they cannot be uh they they can't be bullied they can't be manipulated and i think that uh you're 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 a great example you're a great uh leader in that aspect of it, uh in that theory because you are uh, you, you have accomplished, you know, so much and, and it's been because of opportunities, it hasn't been because of handouts and give on outs and et cetera, et cetera. Thank you so much for well, thank, being with
2: thank us. Thank you, today. George, for being a voice for the silent majority and for for our faith for God and and uh, work and, and, and the democracy that this great nation is and thank you for we need more voices like yourself.
1: I, I appreciate it tremendously. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Howdy, 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 once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. And uh, we've got uh, one of my good buddies uh, from here locally in San Antonio, Mr. Kevin Schrader. And Kevin has been very, very active uh, with the uh, get-out-the-vote, with uh, activities that have gone on here locally at the grassroots level to support Trump. And uh, most recently, the uh, talk about uh, the stealing of the, of the election, uh, of uh, making sure that... Uh, that we uh have a election that's free of fraud and one of the things that i wanted to talk to him about is um the liberal news keeps asking us including yours truly whenever i talk to the to the to the reporters uh i know that they've asked him but they keep asking about evidence of a stolen election or, or election fraud and uh you know we are seeing all sorts of things appear, uh, including one um, most recently uh, uh, on uh, one on the OAN, OAN uh, network, uh, you know, where, where folks are uh, in, in Michigan uh, and, and in Georgia are, you know, blatantly uh, looks like they're manipulating the vote count. Um, so anyway, uh, I wanted to chat with him and ask him uh, what, uh, I mean, what, how do you feel, Kevin? What do you tell people whenever you hear someone say, you know, get over it, it was uh, it was a fair election? What, uh, what do you respond? How do you respond to them?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. You know, what, what evidence? And uh, I think the best way to answer that is with a question to them is which one of the affidavits. That Rudy Giuliani and other, you know, lawyers on that team have been collecting. Are they looking at? There's there's hundreds of witness affidavits, and for example, one instance in Pennsylvania of over eight hundred thousand ballots that were being entered without observation by independent observers. Uh, that's against the law, and Biden himself only, at, at that time, had you know a six hundred thousand vote. Uh, deficit uh, when compared to Trump. So that is major potential to, you know, flip the margin of victory. You know, so it's, it's definitely something that needs to be, you know, considered. Uh, but there's multiple other, many other affidavits alleging and, you know, sworn affidavits alleging major voter fraud in many states of similar manner.
1: You know, I, I remember um, election night. Um, uh, you were there at the uh, Republican headquarters with me, and I, you know and several other right. reporters that were there. And I remember clearly there was a very, very strong atmosphere, particularly from the foreign journalists. There were some journalists that were there from one from Sweden, and uh, I believe the other one was from Italy. And uh, I don't know what they had seen, but they had already acknowledged that um, there was a a sweeping mandate to reelect Trump. Then all of a sudden, things started to go south. Uh, right. I remember Fox News said that they had interrupted the vote count and uh in uh, in one of the states and then uh and then things just and then they announced that arizona which which you know which had uh not been uh i mean which had had the polls had not even closed that they announced that they were they were giving it to Biden and all sorts of little things little things started to right. pop up. Uh, what was your what, what, what was your thinking at that point? I mean, uh, have, have you uh, had uh, any uh, doubts about this since that time?
2: Well, certainly. I mean, it's
3: it's definitely inconsistent with past elections where there's there's such confusion in as to the actual status of you know the counting. Um, so, not having an answer as to who's the president you know, by the following morning. You know, that seems suspicious so um, and then I think the most bizarre thing was when I heard you know the gentleman that was kind of running the monitors at that event said well all the states have stopped counting <laughs>
1: it's
3: like it's like what how does that <laughs> why is that happening you know yeah Georgia
1: Exactly, because that video uh, from the network that was shared that you shared and we discussed earlier, um, that's almost a carbon copy of the same thing that that happened uh, in Pennsylvania. You know, there was a uh, or in Wisconsin rather, there was a video that was captured of people uh, being sh- uh, uh, taken out of the uh, out of the room and then uh, more uh, ballots all of a sudden being brought in. So uh, it, it is very very interesting. Now we've only got a couple of minutes to go here. What um, what what is what what you know? What do you think needs to happen at this point? Because, you know, we do have, we are seeing at least one senator speaking up. What do you think needs to happen uh, to uh, save this election uh, in some form of fashion?
2: Well,
3: you know, truly, if in fact what appears to be major major a major assault on the election integrity, you know, via these few examples that we just covered. Um, if that's in fact fraud, you know, it cannot be allowed to stand, you know, so I think it's, it really is incumbent on the people to, uh, reject, uh, fraudulent, you know, certification of votes when, when, when the current set of electors, um, are likely fraudulent. Yep. So it requires the the people in the states and the counties and precincts to stand up and, you know, hold their election officials accountable and make sure some of this, I think, goes through courts to determine what the, you know, for, due, for the sake of due process, really. Because one of the major complaints at the moment is that Donald Trump's campaign and all other um, parties, are being denied due process right and so that's a major problem for the rule of law in this country which is what everybody you know collectively agrees is right what has made this country, this country great so yep. i think you know rallies um you know following through on these leads the grassroots
1: really the grassroots needs to wake up it really does Yes, it really
3: does it's, it's a government of by and for the people and to, to the final point on what I was mentioning about the people need to hold their election officials accountable is that you know this corruption succeeds when good men do nothing
1: uh, uh, very good I've and, heard that before
3: uh, oh, we, good men need to stand up men and women need to stand up and and reject um something that is very obvious uh as far as problems yeah uh, you know are tried to you know, try, are trying to, people are trying to present it right. as you know a legitimate process, or
1: we need to uh, we need to conclude. But I think that everything that you've said you've said, Kevin, is so on the mark. Uh, thank you for taking time to be with us. Uh, we'll get you back on again as this um, as this uh, uh, story unfolds, because I don't think that we've seen the last of it. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. Hi folks, this is George Rodriguez, El Conservador, looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to borderhawk.news. Borderhawk.news has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. Borderhawk.news has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to (laughs) borderhawk.news. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. And we've got uh, my very good friend, Silvio Canto, from uh, Dallas, a fellow uh, broadcaster. And uh, I wanted to get him on, uh, since he's a fellow Texan, uh, uh, to talk about uh, the highlights and the lowlights of 2020. Uh let's uh Silvio welcome to the show as usual. Thank you for taking time to be with us.
0: Uh Happy New Year George to uh, you and to your listeners.
1: Thank you very much. Happy New Year to you and uh and your family. Let's thank hope you. that this new year is going to be a little bit better than this this <laughs> last <hope>. one. <laughs> uh Silvio, all right, from your perspective as uh, somebody who follows uh, uh current events What are some of the uh, highlights and lowlights of uh, the high points and low points of uh, 2020 that you can uh, think of?
0: Well, I would say uh, highlight and lowlight together, if I could just put it this way. Um, Making predictions is a tough game because if you and I had been doing a show, and I think we did back in February, George, the issue then was, the American economy basically driving Trump to re-election. And then, of course, came the virus. So, you know, predictions uh, are a tough, tough thing to do because the unexpected uh, always happens, it seems like. I would think the highlight, if I had to pick a highlight, I think it's what the Republicans were able to do in Texas, keep Texas red and make a statement that, that, that Texas is a red state. And uh, what the Republicans did in the state legislatures, coast to coast, holding on to the Senate, I know there's still an election in Georgia, but they did very well. The Democrats spent a lot of money and got nothing out of it. And the pickups in the House. So that would be for me the highlights. I mean, it was actually a very good year to be a Republican. The lowlights, of course, is that we lost the presidency in in a controversial way. I'm, I'm not sure that we really lost George, but it's, it's probably going to go down that way. Yeah, and so that, to me, is the—I mean, to me, that you know—that was the disappointment. So much success, coast to coast, George, and then you know that election for the presidency sort of spoiled it a little bit, George.
1: Yeah, it did. It did. Um, uh, on the highlight aspect of it, we—and and you started talking about um, uh, Texas. On the highlight aspect of it. What about, um, what about how well Trump performed with the Hispanic community? What's your thoughts about that?
0: Oh, that, that, is, uh, that is a tremendous story. And again, that's why the, the presidential loss hurt so much. Because if I had said to you before the election that President Trump was going to do so well with Hispanics and with blacks, and look at South Texas where you are, how well he did down there. Look at South Florida. With Cubans and Venezuelans, so yes, I thought that was a really, that was a real highlight. I have to, I have to say, you're right about that, George. That was, that was fantastic, really, and I, in many ways, set the table for what could be, what could be uh, a very interesting party in the future, George. Now, also with women, he did very well with, well, look at the number of Republican women who, who have made it into the House. I mean, just a. a in so many ways, just a fantastic night uh, in that sense, uh, George.
1: Yeah, and one of the interesting things is this whole issue of, um, of uh, uh, the cancel culture, um, because um, uh, very recently, uh, both uh, the Castro twins here in San Antonio, as well as Ocasio-Cortez and a few others, have called out Hispanics that supported Trump. And uh, that seems to be a very, very much a low point in my book uh, as far as their reaction uh, to, uh, to opposition. Rather than, than changing their message since they lost the election, they seem to uh, condemn people that gravitated to the positive message. <laughs> what that
0: says to me, George, is that they're scared. Uh, they're, they're scared that there may be something developing here uh, for the future. Uh, I, I think that, you know, as, as we've said before, when we've been on, on shows, that uh, the Democrats really don't have a message. Their only message is to scare people and to tell everybody that Republicans are racist. And, and that's their message. That's all they have. And I think after a while, it's sort of like the kid who cries wolf. You know, after a while, people say, oh, no, there he goes again. He's crying wolf and nobody pays attention. So I think if I were a Democrat, I'd be very worried about the, the fact that they didn't do as well with Hispanics. They also misunderstand something, George, that you and I have talked about many times, and that is Hispanics are, are not a monolithic group. Uh, you, you and I have spoken about this. Uh, Hispanics are actually a very diversified uh, group, uh, Cubans, Mexicans, Colombians, Venezuelans, and uh, you know you have entrepreneurs. You have—I mean, there's all kinds of of of, of Hispanics uh, in, in in being a Hispanic. And then on on cultural issues, as you yourself has, have said many times, George, on issues like abortion and uh, marriage, traditional marriage, Hispanics are very conservative, very conservative. So I'm not surprised that he did better with Hispanics. And I just hope that the next generation of Republicans.
1: Picks up on that, George. Yeah, exactly. The, um, the uh, transitioning a little bit uh, to uh, the issue of uh, uh, a little bit about sports, but we're still talking about uh, COVID. Uh, you know, it, it's been very, very interesting that um, the Rose Bowl is going to be played in Dallas, yes. <laughs> or in the Dallas Fort Worth area, should I say, right. as well as uh, the New Mexico Bowl was played in, uh, in Frisco. And, uh, you know, all of these situations related, do you think that the economy will continue to, to uh, transition, uh, that the national economy will continue to transition between uh, states that are more business-friendly and uh, those that are, you know, bound to lock themselves down?
0: Well, I sure hope so. I sure hope so, because uh, you're seeing, you know, Texas doing better than California and other places. I think what's happening in California is criminal. I really do. Uh, Just like in other states, Michigan, New York. uh, I mean, for whatever reason, you have Democrat politicians who are destroying those states. I mean, look at New York City. Look at California. I mean, it's, it's ironic. California has the toughest lockdowns in the country, as I understand, and they have the worst COVID problem. Now, you would think that it'd be the opposite, right? But in fact, it isn't. But what I think will happen is that come, my guess is that in 2021, that come the spring, that the COVID will, will begin to be more manageable. And I think you'll start, people will start demanding that the economy opens up because you simply, you simply cannot send checks to people. I mean, we're spending, George, we're spending my grandson's money, you know, my grandson who's now seven months old. That's the money we're spending here. To send to people, and I think that's kind of criminal. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> why are we spending money
2: that some, some somebody's going to pay taxes on twenty years from now? So that's
0: why you know I think it's time to open up the economy and, and let people take whatever risk. You know, they're smart. I mean, look, people I know are smart. They're, they're gonna, you know, they're they're gonna protect themselves, and that's the way it should be. Exactly. Uh, but this locking up the economy, I, I think it's been deadly. For these cities and for these states, George.
1: Yeah, and the other the other point that seems to be very very hot is the issue of uh, law enforcement of uh, hmm. of uh, uh, defunding police. Although uh, I have recently seen a, a a video where Obama says stop using that phrase. Right. Uh, he doesn't say to stop defunding the police. He says stop using that phrase. Uh, do you think that that, um, that will impact on, uh, on Democrats? Uh?
0: Well, absolutely. Absolutely, George. I, I, I think that there are two, two things that kill Democrats with Hispanics. Uh, defund the police is what killed them here in Texas, especially in South Texas. And socialism is what killed them in South Florida, where you have large Cuban populations and large Venezuelan populations. Who don't want to hear that garbage. So, uh, defund the police has is, is been a real problem for the Democrats. So I agree with you on that. That, from the Democrat standpoint, that was probably the reason they did as poorly as they did in many of the state legislatures. I mean, defunding the police, if you think about it, George, is such an idiotic idea. I mean, if you just, if you just think about it, it's such an idiotic idea because the police is not the problem. I mean, you understand what I mean. Yeah. I mean, you can you can argue that maybe one policeman is yeah exactly control, but not the police force. The police force is not the problem. <laughs> You're defunding. You know, it's sort of like you know, it's sort of like saying, I'm so angry at my car that I'm going to stop putting gasoline in the <laughs> car. Well, it doesn't run if you don't put gasoline, whether you like the car or not. Exactly. And, and defunding the police just makes absolutely no sense. It is the most idiotic. Thing that, that I've heard really in quite some time, and I, I really do believe that hurt the Democrats. Yeah, I do too. Tremendously. I mean, I, you know yourself as well as anybody being in South Texas, how deadly it was down there
1: for them. Yeah. Uh, we need to close up here, but uh, real briefly, real briefly. Uh, sure. Uh, are, are, you, are you optimistic uh, in any form or fashion regarding t- 2021? Yes, I am. I am. Uh, hopefully we
0: win at least one of the two in Georgia. I think we're going to win both, but I, at least one of the two. And I think that means that Biden is going to be really very, very much of a caretaker. He's not going to really be able to do anything. And then looking ahead to 2022, I'm optimistic that we can continue the work we
1: started in Texas and probably pick up the house. You got in it. 2022. So
2: I, I feel, you know, I feel
0: optimistic. I'm very sorry about Trump losing because I do feel that he deserved reelection. But
1: you know, yeah, uh, I, I do too. I feel very, very bad about that. Yeah, I feel very yeah. bad about that. But um, well, Silvio, thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us and recap a little bit of uh, what we've what we've experienced in 2020, and uh, a very happy and prosperous, healthy new year with with for you and your family, buddy.
0: Well, thank you so much. I'm not optimistic about the Cowboys, but other than that, uh, I'm an optimistic <laughs> person.
1: That's another story. That's <laughs> thank right. you very much. <laughs> We've been talking with my good buddy, Silvio Canto, from uh, Dallas. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Once again, my friends, thank you very much for being with us today on this show. George Rodriguez, El Conservador. And uh, we uh, let me remind you again, my friends, that uh, the Austin rally happening next week on the 9th at 2 o'clock in Austin to uh, rally to protect, uh, to demand that the state legislators uh, protect our constitutional rights, as well as the uh, Tea Fire uh, event where I will be speaking in Houston, Texas on the 19th. Uh, uh, of January at the Tracy G Center at 6 o'clock hope that you'll join us there Uh, let me encourage you to please 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 uh, go to Amazon.com and buy my book El Conservador Conservative Conservative Opinions Uh, you can follow me on Facebook Twitter MeWe uh, at Blog Talk Radio as well as the KLUP 930 AM website uh, please support uh, yours truly. And finally, I want to thank once again our, um, uh, our sponsor, BorderHawk.News. Hawk, such as uh, the bird, BorderHawk.News. I want to thank them for, uh, for their sponsorship of our program. We really need your support, my friends. We need uh, your help in buying the book. We need your help in donations. We need your help so that we can continue to fight for freedom and liberty on the airwaves, my friends. I don't know if you've noticed, but the mainstream media is not our friend. <laughs> so we've got to find alternative ways of informing and educating our, each other. So uh, thank you for joining us today, my friends. We really, really appreciate your support. Again, share this with your friends and fa- and, and uh, neighbors. Tell them to join us on our show, uh, El Conservador, uh, the 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 uh, El Conservador show with George Rodriguez. Y'all take care, and we will see you next week at 2 o'clock on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer.